Ah, nothing like a day out in the big city. What wonderful sights, except for that pile of garbage. And marvelous smells, except for that pile of garbage. Bridget, thanks for coming with me to my audition for the new Broadway musical Paper Pals, the lighthearted and whimsical show about the work lives of children newspaper sellers at the turn of the century. I'm auditioning to play the hero, Joseph Pulitzer. I really hope I get the part. I can't believe that today, on our season finale, we're headed back to the same theater where we first met. I think that's pretty neat. Hey, do you two host that show, Million Bazillion? Ryan, look, we have a fan. Why, yes, good cabbie, we do host that show. Yeah, big deal. Get out of the street. Oh, sorry. We enjoy your work, too. You know, Bridget... There's something about this concrete jungle that always makes me want to break into a song. Here in, in the city, the glorious city, anything can happen. Oh no, Ryan fell down an open manhole. Apparently a very deep manhole. Somebody, help. I'm okay. Welcome to Million Bazillion. I'm Bridget. I'm Ryan, and we help dollars make more sense. Let's hear today's question. Wait, are you sure you don't want to climb out of the manhole first? No time. Here in the fast-paced city, you gotta be tough and roll with the punches. Play the question while I look for a ladder down here. Hi, my name is Alina from Rochester, Minnesota. I am nine years old. I want to know why kids can't have jobs. I want a real job to buy stuff with my money. Alina, that is a great question, and I'm with you. Ah, a rat just took my shoe. Yeah, what kid doesn't wish they could be a little more independent with money of their own to spend? Found the ladder. In fact, I think this is a great question. Why don't kids work? How come they get to spend their day at school having fun at recess and eating snacks and I have to, I mean grown-ups have to work? It's about time someone put these loafers to work. Ah, okay, made it to the top. Can I take a minute to freshen up and rinse this sewage off myself first? Uh, yes. Great idea. And we'll answer why can't kids have jobs when we come back. And now it's time for asking random kids not-so-random questions. Today's question is, if you had your own business, what would you sell? Cookies, because they taste good. If I had my own company, it would probably be really cool to sell some video game memorabilia. I would sell mac and cheese. Bookmarks. So then you don't like forget your page, like what page you want on your book? A bunch and bunch of Legos. If I had my own business, I would sell toys because a lot of kids love toys, and then I'd be rich. That was Roman in Michigan, Eliza in Maryland, Joe in Ohio, Emiliano and Mateo in California, and Natalia in Arizona. This has been asking random kids not-so-random questions.
Okay, so we're back. I washed up in a nearby fountain and picked up 500 pennies at the bottom. That's $5. That's a money lesson right there. Okay, today we're trying to find out why kids can't have jobs. If you ask me, it's about time they get to work. If you have time to TikTok selfies, you have time to restock shelvies. Well, we'll see about that. To answer this question right, though, we need to be specific about what we're talking about. In some parts of the world, kids do have jobs. Even in the United States, some kids can have them, depending on their age, where they live. But in general, people in America agree that kids can't have jobs. But why? Oh, I know why. On a job, adults take coffee breaks and kids aren't allowed to drink coffee because it stunts their growth. And if all the kids got their growth stunted, then we would have no more basketball players. Or maybe the NBA would suddenly just have a bunch of short players. Anyway, I think that's the reason and I stand by it. No, that's not the reason. Okay, well, what's your brilliant answer? If we're really going to get into it, we should probably talk about what jobs in America used to be like. And fair warning, some of the history is sad. That's okay. I think I can handle it. I'm talking to the kids. Oh, of course, yes. Okay, so here's the deal. In this country, for a long time, people thought it was okay for kids to have jobs. Uh, see that factory across the street? Sure. Well, if you could have seen it like a little over 100 years ago, let's say 1904, you would have seen kids working in that factory or maybe on construction sites nearby or selling things on the street. They did these jobs under really bad conditions. You mean like no coffee breaks? No, worse. Like the jobs were dangerous, people got hurt and sick doing them. They'd work long days for very little money. Kids had to give up going to school and having fun so they could just help their families afford basic stuff like food and a place to live. Wow, that is all really grim. Child labor looks a lot cuter in musicals. Today's parents think a lot about making sure their kids have a fun childhood and that their kids learn what they need to be successful as adults. But back then, people didn't often think about that stuff. They just couldn't. But workers back then, they weren't happy with those conditions. They started to organize together to make work safer. One of the ideas that came out of that time was that kids shouldn't work. They should go to school. Extra, extra! National Child Labor Committee formed. Read all about it. Hey, it's a real-life newsie. He's got the flat cap and vest and wool jacket and everything. He looks like Harry Styles going through a phase. What do you hear? What do you say? My name's Griff. Want to buy a newspaper? Say, Griff, you're a kid working here in 1904, selling newspapers on the street. Tell us, how do you feel about working? You must love having a job, right, Griff? No, of course not. Instead of throwing rocks and chasing a hoop with a stick or doing whatever kids should be doing in 1904, I'm out here all day peddling these yellow rags and for so little money. Yeah, but look at it this way. You get a free copy of the paper every day, huh? I don't even know how to read, like I told you. You know, we newsies actually went on strike in 1899 because the big newspaper bosses, Joseph Pulitzer and William Randolph Hearst, weren't paying us enough. And the conditions were baloney. I wonder how the world thinks of those big old cheapsteaks a hundred years later. Uh, well, actually, Pulitzer had the biggest award in print journalism named after him. Yeah, and uh, Hearst, uh, you know, just watch the movie about him. It's uh, pretty good. Anyway, uh, so what's this you say about the National Child Labor Committee? Do they put an end to child labor or what? I'm not going to tell you the whole story, pal. you got to buy the paper. I can answer this one. Spoiler alert. 
they don't. This whole thing happened much slower than you think. It took till 1938 for a federal law to make stricter rules about child labor. 1938? You're saying I gotta do this job for another 34 years? Well, you won't be working for 34 years, but yeah, kids like you will be working for another 34 years. So wait a minute, Bridget, are there people who are still alive in the 2020s who remember working in factories as kids? Oh, yeah, I guess there would be. They'd have to be over 90 years old. But yeah, there are some people who remember. Seems obvious to us now, but 100 years ago, not everyone agreed that kids shouldn't work. But eventually, in the 1930s, they passed that law that said you had to be 16 or even 18 to work certain jobs. Must be nice. Don't worry, Griff. The story of you and your hardworking newsy friends will one day be celebrated in a big Disney musical. What's a Disney? Okay, well, we have to leave this imaginary 1904. Go back to the present. Thanks for all your help with the podcast, Griff. What's a podcast? Uh, gotta go. Uh, for your troubles, here's five dollars and pennies. Wow, thanks. Now I could pay rent for a month. Extra, extra! Podcasters from the future give generous donation to Handsome Young Newsy. Read all about it. Hey, we're hosting here! We're hosting here! Okay, so we've been walking around the city, killing time before my big musical audition, talking about why kids don't have jobs. But there's still something I don't understand. If kids aren't working, what should they be doing with all their time? Hear that? That's a hint. Kids should be ringing loud bells? No, school. Aww. When you think about it, school sort of is your job as a kid. It's the one time in your life when you can learn about a lot of different things and just have fun without having to worry about the things that grown-ups worry about. It's you time. Yeah, grown-ups say things like that all the time. But if we're being perfectly honest, a lot of kids out there think that school drools. What if you're a kid who knows what you want to do and you just want to start doing it? Mm, Like what? Give me a for instance. Like, uh, let's say you know you want to be a veterinarian. Okay, well, to be a veterinarian, you need to understand animal biology, which takes years to learn in school. Would you really want a kid to operate on your cat? On skimble shanks? Never! My cat is my life! Okay, okay, but say you don't want a doctory or sciency or lawyery job that takes like 10 years of college to get good at. What if you want to uh, draw pictures for a living? You don't need school for that. Well, we have someone who can tell us all about that. Hi, I'm Anne and I'm an artist. I live in LA and I make art for a lot of big companies like Disney, Facebook, and Adobe. And I also write and illustrate books. I love to do this so much that I would do this even if it wasn't my job, so it really helps (laughs) that it is my job. A thing I learned in elementary school that stays with me to this day is when my first grade teacher really encouraged me to read whatever I enjoyed reading and not necessarily what I was supposed to be reading, so I really loved reading Babysitter's Club books even in first grade, and so she would get books for the classroom so that I would have more to read. I think the best part about being in school is getting to explore all sorts of different subjects that you didn't know about and being introduced to them by all the different teachers and your peers and friends. Um, That's something that you don't get as much once you have a job and have a job to do. The 
best thing and best part about being in school is getting to explore and discover different things. And I think having that time and space to do that without having to worry about work is just the best part. You never know what things you learned are going to be relevant later in your work. Wow, so it sounds like Anne got a lot out of her time at school. Both the art parts and the non-art parts made her a better artist. Yeah, and here's one more thing to keep in mind about education. Studies have shown that people who get college degrees will make more money in their lifetime than people who don't. Uh, But I thought we learned that earning more money doesn't mean that you're more successful, right? Oh, it definitely doesn't. No, no, no. But if your goal is to make money so that you can buy what you want, you might be better off waiting on getting a job and instead focus on your... Wait, I know what you're going to say. Education. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, hear that, all you junior Gordon geckos? Be cool, stay in school. But Bridget, why do some kids still have jobs? Well, there are always going to be exceptions. Like, if your family has a business, you can help them with it. Like, you know, with a farm or a restaurant. But what are the kids you're thinking of? Well, um, like those kid actors on that scary show I like. Weirder stuff. You watch that show? I can't handle it. It's way too scary. Oh, look. We happen to be right by the studio where they film it. Wow. Seems awfully convenient to me. I know. Let's go inside. Wow, I can't believe they just let us in here. Yeah, maybe if we hide here in the back of the studio, no one will see us. So even though most kids don't work in America anymore, all these kids are at work right now. They all showed up, learned their lines, and get a paycheck for the day. That's true. Entertainment is one area where exceptions are made for kids to work. But pay attention to how they work. Okay, quiet on the set, everyone. Our young actor is here. Time to roll another take. Wow, look, it's Molly Benny Beige. She's my favorite. And action. The only way to unlock the Mind Monster's portal is to use the magical key from the Netherworld. Oh no! The Mind Monster's right behind you! Run! And cut! Okay, our young actor needs a break. Uh, bring in the snacks, bring in the tutor. What's going on? She didn't even finish her line. She has to take a break. There are a ton of rules for kid actors. They can only work for so many hours in a row. And remember how we said education is really important? Yeah. Well, they have to have a tutor on set so they don't fall too behind in school. All these rules are meant to protect the kid to make sure they get a chance to learn and aren't working too hard. Okay, quiet on the set. Let's roll another take. Pick up where we left off. The second half of Run. And action. And cut! Okay, time for another break for our young actor. Bring in the snacks, bring in the tutor. All right, we should head out of here or I'm going to be late for my audition. But first, all these breaks are making me want to take a break. Can we do a break with snacks but no tutor? Sure, we'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Linnea. I'm seven years old. I'm from the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. When does it rain money? When there is change in the weather. Okay, we made it to the theater in time. Just waiting for them to call my name for my big audition. Do you want some quiet time to study your lines? 
No, when I'm this nervous, I prefer to distract myself by talking about something else. Okay, so let's go back to why Alina asked us this question in the first place. Why can't kids have jobs? Ryan, do you remember what she said? Yes, uh, she wants to buy stuff with her own money. And I understand why she feels that way. I also want to buy stuff with Alina's money. I mean, my, I mean my money. I'll earn the money. Okay, well, back to Alina. When you're a kid, you might hear no a lot from your parents, including when it comes to buying stuff you want. And if you have your own money, you can maybe have more of a say, right? Who wouldn't want that? So what do we tell Olina then? Just sit quietly in a chair, not working until your 14th birthday? That's no kind of answer. Well, I would say, first, kids can find ways to earn money that don't involve getting a job that takes up all your time. Maybe Alina could talk to the grown-ups in her life about that. And we might have some ideas at our website, marketplace.org, on the page for this episode. But then we should also remind her, right now, she does have a job. It's going to school and learning and playing and experiencing new things, figuring out what she likes and what she's good at. Being a kid is a time when your brain is still elastic as a rubber band and absorbent as a sponge. You can explore a million subjects, history, music, art, books, science, sports, fashion, languages, whatever, or just stare at a tree for a long time. When was the last time you just stared at a tree, Bridget? It's been a minute. Exactly. Kids, you got to take advantage of that tree staring time. If you're listening to this show, you're probably a kid who's interested in money. But earning it right now, this very minute, it's less important than learning how to spend it and save it smartly. And if you've listened to us at all this season on Million Bazillion, hopefully you've picked up on a larger, more important lesson. That I'm a great actor, sensational singer, and should really get this part today. That's the larger lesson for this whole season? Yes, but also... The reason to learn about money isn't so that money becomes the center of your life. It's so that it can be an easier part of your life. Some people are born with a lot of money and will always have a lot of money no matter how many mistakes they make with it. But for the rest of us, you and me, we have to be smart. If you learn a little bit about money now, dealing with money stuff when you're a grown-up is going to be less scary and stressful. You got a whole life to live, kid. And there's more to life than money, you know. Okay, Ryan, you're up next. Yes, that's me. Is it okay if my friend Bridget comes with me? Uh, we only let parents or guardians sit in on the auditions. Well, Bridget's sort of like my guardian when it comes to money advice. Aw, I didn't know you felt that way. That's nice to know. Okay, as long as she's your money guardian, fine. Okay, so what part are you trying out for? The hero of the show, Joseph Pulitzer. Uh, he's actually the villain of the show. Oh no, what am I going to do? I prepared my whole audition with Pulitzer as a nice guy. Ryan, just say all his lines in a mean voice. I can't. It goes against my method training. Let me audition for one of the other parts. Any other part, please. I can play one of the newsies. You think you can play a 12-year-old newsie? Yes! I'm a nimble man in my 40s who uses a daily moisturizer. Just watch me. Roll the music. You can do it. I believe in you, Ryan. Extra, extra, sing all about it. Here in the city, we newsboys sell papers. We're always working and... Uh... Oh! Ryan fell down an open manhole on the stage. How did that get there? Our set design is very realistic. I'm okay. I can finish the song from down here. 
please buy a paper. It costs just a penny. Ah! A rat stole my other shoe. All right, everyone, that's it for us today. Thanks for listening to Million Bazillion, where we help dollars make more sense. This is our last episode of the season, and we are so grateful that you listened along. Keep sending us your questions and anything else on your mind at our website, marketplace.org million. If you still want more Million Bazillion, here's what you can do. You can sign up for the Million Bazillion Academy to get four weeks of money lessons that you do at your own pace. Sign up today at marketplace.org slash MBA. We bet you've already subscribed to the show, thank you, but you can still leave us a positively glowing review with lots of emojis. And tell your friends about us. Million Bazillion is brought to you by Marketplace and American Public Media. This episode was written and hosted by me, Ryan Perez, and Bridget Bodner, who's the senior producer, too. This episode was also produced by Marissa Cabrera, edited by Jasmine Romero and Sandin Totten, sound designed by Chris Doolin, mixed by Becca Weinman, and our theme music was created by Wonderly. Our digital producer is Tony Wagner. Donna Tam is the director of On Demand at Marketplace. Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital. Neil Scarborough is the VP and general manager. In this episode, we are grateful for the voicing talents of Kimberly Adams, Samantha Fields, Julianne, Drew Jostad, Chris Julin, Sevian Nieves, and Becca Weinman. And this whole season was made possible by the help and support of our family and friends, our Marketplace colleagues, and fans of Million Bazillion like you. And special thanks to the people who provided the startup funding for Million Bazillion and who continue to help keep us going. The Ranzetta Family Charitable Fund and NextGen Personal Finance, supporting Marketplace's work to make younger audiences smarter about the economy. To all the grown-ups listening right now, we hope that you and the kids in your life are having some good conversations about money thanks to Million Bazillion. Help us keep those conversations going. Donate today at marketplace.org slash give million. Your support means a whole lot.